So this is game day, episode 80 for us here at Broad Street South. Of course, being live today from Tampa Joe's here in Tampa, Florida. If you guys want to come down, as you can see here behind me, plenty of seats, plenty of holy moly. Here we go again for the marbles. Plenty of seats available here at Tampa Joe's as everybody starts to pile in, usually by after 1130. Of course, we've been here since 9 o'clock this morning, everything set up, but we're here live at 9316 Anderson Road here in Tampa, Florida. So if you guys want to come down, please fill up the house. It's going to be great. We know we're expecting a sellout crowd, which is going to be great as far as for the business and for Tubby Joe's himself. Uh, today, we have Natalie, of course, my co-host, live from the link. We also have Anthony from the Northwest Bird Gang out there in Washington, PA, representing our birds on the West Coast and or the left coast, as a lot of us like to say. And also on with us today, the legendary, the man himself, Tony Bruno joining me here on the co-host guest chair, virtually live from a remote location. I don't want to see where he's, it's so remote, I don't want to say exactly where he's from. But Tony's on with us. We're planning on having here a great show, a lot of stuff to talk about. Obviously, the Eagles win last week. I don't think a lot of people obviously expected for the Eagles to end up winning against the Falcons. Uh, one Bow Wow, I guess used to be known as Little Bow Wow, had uh, choice words to say that he couldn't believe the fans that represented the Eagles down there and couldn't believe the loss were having because again everyone talked about how the birds were supposed to have lost in week one so again episode 80 we are live at tampa joe's again come see us 9316 anderson road here in tampa florida right over at the amc theater shopping parking lot here uh all together but hey i'll see you guys here on the flip side hopefully all these controls work and we can go live things go crazy but i'm angel and this is Street South. <laughs> And of course, the guy that I can't do the show without is uh, right there. <laughs> My producer just got blasted by the ears. The guy I can't do the show without, and he is live at the link. It is Vito Corleone. And it worked. Here we go. Come on. <laughs> First of all, hallelujah, we are back live at, I'm in front of the Wells Fargo because you can't hear nothing down here. We are kicking it live. People are back. It's like since December of 19, the first game back with fans, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. How's everybody doing, baby? It's party time, baby. It's party time. In my Brian Dawkins voice. Angel, how the hell are you? Listen, you're starting to get me fired up. There's not enough people here to get me fired up, but it's all right, dude, Fuji. Uh, listen, it, it's great that obviously Brian Dawkins was home again this weekend, two weekends back to back as a Philly. Hopefully, he'll make a surprise show up there at the link. That would be absolutely fantastic for the home opener, but I'm glad you're fired up. Everyone here pretty much will be getting fired up here momentarily. Of course, we'll be back here at the half, so we can talk about the first half, but uh, it's good to see you fired up. It is absolutely beautiful, as Tony will say. 92 degrees down here in Tampa, Florida, and it's phenomenal. As, of course, the Buccaneers down the road here, not too far away from the airport, they're playing at home. They're second game against Oh, yeah, the Falcons, who they just lost to last week, as far as or the Eagles ended up winning against last week. So, uh, hang on as I'll bring on everybody else here momentarily. Uh, our next guest here is Philly Ant. He is from the Northwest Bird Gang out there in Washington. And Ant, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, good. Welcome to the show, my man. You too, man. I, I love the energy, man. 
Uh, I'm fired up. If I could turn this camera around, you, there's about 100,000, uh, 70,000 strong. Oh. This, ain't like a, this ain't like a college tailgate, but everybody's juiced up down here. Everybody's fired up, ready to rock the link. Since December 19, that Seattle playoff game, I'm pumped and ready. I'm just, I just want to see Jalen Hurts come out, prove the naysayers wrong, dump that ball to Devontae Smith, dump it off to Kenny Gainwell and Miles Sanders, let that defense turn it loose, let Jonathan down and bring the house on Jimmy G. Today, Birds win 26-21 in the, in the combat zone, baby. Let's get it on. Angel, I'm good, man. I'm glad to see everybody's fired up. I'm I'm not that far from Philly. I'm a, I'm in New Jersey, in an RV where I'm ready to hook this baby up and take it down to Florida. The first time it gets cold, when the when the when the pumpkins starting to get frost on them, I'm getting out of New Jersey. I'm heading down to Florida with you, and I'll join you Broad Street South, right down there in the beautiful state of Florida, man, where freedom reigns. Listen, I love the Eagles. I love Philly. It's my hometown, and I'm ready for today's game. So let's get down to it. Eagles three-point underdogs at home. I'm feeling good about this game, man. I really am. I agree, Tony, because I think the Eagles are coming out with that screen game. Got Devontae Smith, Dante Rieger, and Quez, Quez Watkins. Start. Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, just start passing it. Dump that screen game like they did last week. Run it down Atlanta's throat, let the defense loose. Let Jonathan Gannon bring it. Rashawn Ridgeway, three sacks last week. Javon Hargrave, let it loose. Let Brandon Graham go nuts. Let the, just let the front four, let, let the floodgates open on the San Francisco deep offense. Also, Joey Bosa going up against Jordan Malott. That's the matchup of today. Definitely. That's my thoughts. Hopefully uh, everybody can hear me here. I'm, uh, I'm getting, I don't know if this is any better or not, but hopefully everybody can hear me. Unfortunately, when you're remote, sometimes things end up working differently, but uh, my producer's giving me the nod and she can hear me, so I'll hope everybody else will be able to hear me as well. I cranked it up as good as, as I possibly can, uh, so hopefully the volume will get fixed here. But uh, the one thing that has food got fired up here, I got a little bit sidetracked. Tony, last week we saw what happened as far as with the Falcons. And again, media talk anywhere from the NFL over to local radio to, you know, over on the West Coast. The prediction was that the Falcons were going to end up running away with the birds last week. And it turned, to be, it turned out to be two tales of, of, I guess, two different cities here. The Nick Sirianni talk of last week or in the preseason was what are we going to see as far as the run game? Is it going to happen? What do we expect from the Eagles? And last week, I want to say that most of us were pleasantly surprised as far as what ended up happening as far as with the run game. So I'd like to get your thoughts before we move on here to this week's game. What did you think of as far as the run game last week versus the Falcons? Well, you remember, they didn't really come out running. They came out throwing the football, and the run game played no factor early in that game. And so, to me, once the Eagles established that they, they're going to pass the ball, I think they took Atlanta completely by surprise because they weren't expecting Jalen Hurts to come out throwing. 
and he did. And then that, that touchdown pass on Devontae was just a thing of beauty. And then once they shut, will start stopping Atlanta, remember the Falcons were dominating the first half. They controlled the entire game. The time of possession was lopsided, but the Eagles' defense held them while they were moving up and down the field. They held them the field goals. And I think that started demoralizing the Falcons because they figured, hey, we could put up a gazillion yards here, but we can't get into the end zone. And once the Eagles held them to those two field goals, and then they started establishing dominance, and they finally took the lead and started adding points to the lead, you can feel the Atlanta Falcons realizing that, A, they couldn't stop the Eagles' offense, and then the Eagles started running the ball. They used Gainwell a lot, and then they started mixing in Miles Sanders. So to me, when you get a team confused on defense, which is what the Eagles did to the Falcons, and your defense is playing great against a team that had a lot of weapons, that's, I think they're going to have to use that same game plan, game plan today. You know, level of surprise, doing some plays that maybe they weren't expecting. So to me, the fact that nobody saw what the Eagles had planned during the preseason games, and we didn't see many of these guys who played, the starters, at all during the preseason, I think the Eagles were getting ready for the opener, and I'm sure Coach Sirianni and the defensive coaches are, are doing the same thing. They saw what the 49ers can do. They see all the weapons they have. And certainly they're going to have to play a lot better because San Francisco offensively is vastly superior to what we saw in the Atlanta Falcons. I would have to agree. I'm going to unmute Fuji's mic here momentarily. Just the the wind down there catches a lot of the the sounds here. So I want to hear what uh, Fuji, unmute your mic here. Can you hear from him? Were you able to hear exactly what Tony said? Yeah, I could hear Tony fine. I could hear I mean, you're coming in and out, but I can hear exactly what Tony was saying. Like he said, he Eagles, Nick Sirianni threw Atlanta's defense all by surprise, which we were right. The Eagles did come out throwing the football, but, you know, you need that mixed balance attack to come out to attack the San Francisco defense. I mean, like I said, Joey Bosa going up against Jordan Mulata, that's the matchup of today. You know, Jordan Mulata coming off just giving a four-year – $64 million deal says a lot. And the Eagles got a lot of confidence in him playing left tackle, filling big shoes, taking over for Jason Peters. So, you know, you got to shut down Debo Samuel going against Darius Slay, Steve Nelson maybe possibly going up against George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk going, with, going up against Avante Maddox. Like, this defense has to get in there against Garoppolo like they did last week, getting three, four sacks in that second half. But they got to come out right away. Shut. I mean, they lost Rashawn Raheem Monster last week, which is a big blow to that running game. So this Eagles defense, with stopping the run, they better step it up today. Because last week, Cordell Patterson, a, a wide receiver, ran all over that defense in the first half. Jonathan Gannon made adjustments. Well, you got to come out and play smart football, four quarters of football straight up. No excuses. Get turnovers. Get the Garoppolo and just shut it down. The defense has to come to play four quarters. That's how you're going to win that game on that line of scrimmage. Get that running game, that screen game going. Air it out. Eagles need to go downfield with these wide receivers with the speed. Devontae Smith. Wes Watkins, Jalen Rieger, start mixing up the 12 personnel with Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Just my prediction. You're absolutely right. Listen, last week, we talked about 
at the half as far as the defensive backs, what the defensive line wasn't doing in the first half of the game. I mean, in some plays, obviously, we saw the, the Falcons As far as the Falcons defense, or sorry, the Falcons offense, almost running through the defensive line there from, from the Eagles squad last year, and then we, or last week, we then we got to see, as far as the second half, the tale of two tails, as I mentioned uh, before the show got started here, we saw the adjustments that were made by defensive back coach. We saw the adjustments that were made by the corners. The Eagles look a lot sharper on the second half as far as defensive end, which got to do the same thing this week against the 49ers. But looking back at some footage from the 49ers game of last week, it's the same way. 49ers defense seemed like they picked up Tony right where they were from, I would say, between last year and the year before, prior to all this crazy COVID stuff. But prior to that, 49ers defense looked just as good as we've seen in years past. So are we going to see basically two great matchups today, even though it's early in the season, both teams want to know here, but are we going to see probably one of the two best defensive, at least backs indoor games today by both teams? I, I, I think so. And you mentioned last week, I mean, they, that was to me the lock of the week. Everybody jumped on San Francisco when they opened up as a seven and a half point favorite. By the time that game kicked off in Detroit, it was up to nine, nine and a half points. So everybody knew the Niners were going to go in Detroit and win that game. Of course, you know, they had new quarterback, new coaching staff. But I think what we saw in the second half of that game, and certainly I don't expect the Niners to go up 31 to 10 over the Eagles. And if they do, that'll be a shocker. But even if they do, in that case, the Eagles are capable of coming back too because you saw in the second half, that game went from a blowout to a nail-biter. People were hanging on at the end with an eight-point game, gamblers mostly, and obviously 49er fans because they were still up eight and Detroit needed one more score and then a two-point conversion just to tie it. But the, the Niners obviously let up in the second half of that game with a big lead. And so I think you have to throw that out the window because San Francisco is not going to give up that many points unless they fall, you know, go way ahead and then their defense relaxes. But you can't have that kind of – you can't have that kind of game happen. You've got to go out there. Like, remember last year, the Eagles would always defer and put their defense out on the field first so they can get the ball in the second half. Well, Atlanta won the toss, and they took the ball – and then they went down the field and got a field goal out of it. But at least when the Eagles got the ball back, they weren't going three and out, three and out. And I think that's what happens today. If the Eagles win and take the football first and then go out and do something and move the ball down the field, mix it up, and get a score, a field goal, or a touchdown on that first drive, I think that'll set the tone on, hey, you know what? We don't, we're don't. we not worried about – we don't need to defer. You know, we want the football. Let's go out there. We know our offense is good. Let's see what we can do in that first series. And to me, that's going to set the tone. If the Eagles get the ball first, if this, if they if they win the toss and defer, I would be a little surprised because the Eagles were doing that last year almost every single time. They always deferred when they won the toss. To me, I think with this new coaching staff and, and the fact that the young guys want to go for it, you give your team confidence when you say, let's get the ball and let's go out there first if we win the toss. Exactly right. I think, and, and Anthony, I want you to, to contribute here as well because I know it's kind of tough uh, as far as sitting back there. But it's, it's the same thing. If, if the Eagles can end up, hard to say as far as when it comes to Warriors, but if the Eagles can end up taking control of, of even the first quarter. Now, the one thing I think we, we can say as far as when it came to last year, the time of possession last year, not that great with Doug. Obviously, with, with Nick, we've seen it was well balanced the first game. I believe the Eagles had 31 minutes, if I do remember uh, correctly, of time of possession which is, I mean, you're almost splitting the game in half at that point. You're talking about 31 to 29 minutes uh, for Eagles in Atlanta. So, yeah, if you take the control, the, the at least the first quarter, 
maybe come into the first half, will be dominant enough to keep control of the game for the second half. But are we seeing with the Eagles, just like any other given Sunday here in the NFL, the problem that you end up having with the Eagles is you have either Eagles do a phenomenal or have a phenomenal start in the very beginning, and then the second half they end up falling apart. So you're completely right having the control, complete ball control here in the first quarter, so or at least in the first half. But Anthony, I want to get to you here for a moment. At obviously representing here again, Northwest Bird Gang. Hello to everybody. Thanks for tuning in over in Washington uh, State. I know it's a, a, it's early in the morning. You're looking at about, I would say, about what eight, eight or so, nine, close to nine o'clock in the morning. So thank yep. you for joining us early. Uh, but again, Andy, I'm going to give it back to you. So Jalen Hurts, we've seen the product so far in the preseason. We didn't we didn't get to see too much from him because one is that we got away from week one from any kind of injuries, barring anything that, that happened with the Eagles that we've seen for the last four or five seasons that have always started out between four to five guys in week one as far as when it comes to the injuries. So coming into this game now, week one in the books, week two, Jalen Hurts, as far as what you've seen from the first game leading to game two, is Jalen Hurts still well-deserving, as we even heard this week on on the, the media channels, is he still well-deserving of being their starting QB for the Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, honestly, I believe he is. Like last year, when it, he got me when he stepped in on the Saints game, I know it's hard because people can't be like, oh, he's a great quarterback off one game because no one had any tape or anything on him. But you saw like all the injuries we had last year when we played the Saints. But every they played good on special teams, defense, and offense. It's like everyone wanted to play for him. Like he brought that energy. You know what I'm saying? Like and I feel like that's kind of repping off now. And he likes to get everyone involved. Like last week against Atlanta. I mean, of course it's Nick Sirianni, Sirianni too. Like you get everyone involved. You get Gainwell, Sanders, Ertz, Goddard. You know, like making everybody feel part of the team. You know, where like I feel like not to get the Carson, the Carson kind of have. He wasn't like like uppity and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of like mopey and stuff sometimes. But Jalen Hurts, I feel like he's just like you know. I don't know, man. He brings like that energy to me, you know. But I don't know. I got I got faith and trust in Jalen Hurts, so. But I think uh, like today, I think I think I mean, call me crazy, but I think we we gonna win thirty one thirteen, and we're gonna have at least one hundred fifty yards rushing, like in five to six sacks. That's a, that's an early prediction. Normally we get a little bit later on in the show, but that's okay. Early predictions are always good as well. But uh, Tony, going back again, uh, just kind of stand here on Jalen Hurts. We saw, again, the product last week as far as when it came to Jalen Hurts. Looked very comfortable in the pocket. Also seemed like there was one or two plays, if I remember correctly, from last week where you saw Jalen Hurts ring out of the pocket and looked like he was basically going to be sacked for a loss and or pretty much taking the, the, the first hit that he needs to get over that fear as far as the injury, which we don't hope to see because we don't want to see anybody injured, obviously. But Jalen played very smart. Seemed like he just had a calm demeanor, looked confident coming in, into week one. Uh, seemed to be, again, very poised. I'm hoping for the same thing into week two. During the week, we, you know, we saw him smiling, at, talking about different things here during the practice, but he, he looks a lot more confident than even what I would think coming from last season being obviously not even his freshman year because this year being a full season would be his freshman year. But for Jalen Hurts and obviously for the Eagles, at this point, are we also confident, just like I said to Anthony here, that Jalen Hurts is pretty much here to stay? Or are we still going to be talking about here midseason is there going to be a trade bait for Jalen Hurts? Me personally, I would love to see him stay as a as a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I don't think. I mean, again, we saw one game as a starter with his team. Now, remember, last year it wasn't his team. He was the guy coming in. Yeah, and 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 to be fair, last year the entire offensive line was a disaster. So I don't care who the quarterback was last year. I mean, if Jalen Hurts had played the whole season behind that offensive line, and you know, and some and the lack of weapons uh, that are healthy. I don't think you would have seen, you know, the, the Eagles still 
playing for anything in September, October, or November. But now Jalen Hurts has a full offensive line. The Eagles didn't they, they didn't rebuild, they retooled. They kept the guys they needed, the three studs, the pro bowlers on the offensive line. They made decisions at left tackle. You saw they let Jason Peters go, and he's in the he's in Detroit now or with the Chicago Bears. And and so the decisions on the offensive line were made. The guys that were out there last week all look good. And so they got that straightened out. Those guys stay healthy with the weaponry around them. I think they're going to be fine. As far as Jalen Hurts, I don't think you're going to hear boo birds in week two at home if the Eagles in the home opener, if he throws an interception. I mean, he's still a young quarterback. I think if you can see the confidence and the point you made uh, about the, the Jalen Hurts flexibility. We've seen mobile quarterbacks in Philly forever. So this guy can run. Carson Wentz was a guy that ran. But we saw last week in particular how smart he is is when he's running out of the pocket that he doesn't take chances. He doesn't just throw the ball over the middle of the field and try to throw it. He throws it out of bounds. He gets out of bounds. He avoids the big hits. And that's what you have. Russell Wilson-type smarts. Where you go out and you know you're not going to take that hit to try to get an extra yard. Get out of bounds. Don't worry about getting that one extra yard. Keep yourself healthy and upright. And I think if he does that and continues to show his savvy and what a smart quarterback he is, I, he's, he could be here for 10 years, hopefully. And that's what we want. We don't want to have quarterback controversies. They have a good backup, a veteran backup, obviously, in Joe Flacco. But I don't think people will be calling for Joe Flacco uh, if, if Jalen Hurts has a couple of tough series. This is his team now, and I think they got to let him run with it no matter what happens. Well, we hope so. And I, and I, I apologize if, if people can't hear me. I, I... My producer told me that the, uh, the volume along with Miss Robbins telling me that the volume is kind of about half, half I guess, where it normally is. It's a brand new setup here that um, I'm working with a new Apple book, and it, and it might have been a little bit defective here, but we'll see. I, my backup one, it's at home. I should have brought it, but it's okay. It's just the way things work out. So hopefully the, the, the volume will maximize, uh, maximize of where it's supposed to be. So, again, we, we look at the 49ers coming in. Jimmy Garofalo, uh, and, and both the guys, I'll, I'll, I'll put it across the board here, and I can see... Uh, someone else coming in here. It might be. Give me a second as we add one more here to the stream. It's uh, Ryan and Fuji. Oh, hey, you send it to you. Can we? Uh, I was going to say. Uh, can you guys? Fuji, can you hear me? Hey, Angel. How are you? Good. Good. Listen, uh, as you guys are joining in, in the in your little mobile studio in Ryan's car. Ryan, uh, thanks by the way for for joining us. Well, and they, they went away. All right, so we'll bring them back. It's, just, it's like a circus sometimes. It's the way it works. But, all right, so going back to uh, as far as when it comes to Jalen Hurts and Jimmy Garoppolo. So Jimmy Garoppolo, we know that there was rumors last year that unfortunately they wanted to see Jimmy G gone from the 49ers. Again, there was bait trade rumors that they wanted to see him back in New England. Obviously, Cam Newton is no longer a part of New England, and that controversy has still been going on because he said it was towards a COVID test, that it wasn't towards a COVID test. Who in the heck knows what ends up happening? But Jimmy Garofalo looked, again, just as well as he did in years prior with San Francisco. So you got, again, two young quarterbacks. Tony, I'm, I'm going to refer back to what you had stayed just too, too long ago. You have two young quarterbacks that are looking absolutely, at least week one, look pretty damn good. Now, week two, it's a whole different story. But Jimmy Garofalo, it's one of those things you can't take him for granted as well. He's good at times with the deep ball, just like Jalen Hurts, but there's other times where he has his miscues. So from Jimmy Garoppolo's standpoint this week, and I, I believe for last week, I, I, right now I'm kind of a far stretch here because I can't remember exact stats, but I believe he was somewhere between 21 for 33. Yeah, I know he had high numbers from last week, but does Jimmy G, can he, does he get enough air, I guess, behind him this week, Tony, 
with the Eagles as far as the way the defensive backs and the safety looks from last week? Well, you remember last week, Jimmy G did not get off to a great start in the game. And then they brought in the rookie whose first pass was a touchdown pass in that game. So unlike Jalen Hurts, I don't believe Jimmy Garoppolo gets, you know, he's still the guy, but he also has a guy breathing down his neck. I don't think the Niners and their coaching staff, Kyle Shanahan, is going to pull the plug on Jimmy G and hand the reins over to a rookie at this early stage because then you lose Jimmy Garoppolo for the rest of the year mentally. And so Garoppolo came in, and and I think he's being he's being pushed, and he's being pushed in a positive direction because he's got to get along with the backup, who's going to be is eventually the starter. And so the only way to make that work is the fan base in San Francisco, knowing them well, they, they want the rookie to play, but they also are happy with Jimmy Garoppolo because they've seen the guy play great at times. But Garoppolo, if he doesn't play great and the Eagle defense starts flustering him, don't be surprised if you see the other young kid come in and play well. And if he keeps playing well, he won't be in there just for one goal line series to move around. He may play a big chunk of this game today. I think there's more heat on Jimmy Garoppolo than there is on Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts isn't going to be benched for Joe, for Joe Flacco unless he gets hurt. So to me, I think Jimmy Garoppolo has more pressure on him to perform at a high level because the 49ers are supposed to be a Super Bowl team. The Eagles weren't supposed to be a Super Bowl team this year. They were supposed to be retooling with a whole new coaching staff, a lot of new players, a lot of young players. And so this wasn't a Super Bowl year, and we're only one week in. So I'm not ordering my tickets to Los Angeles yet, but the bottom line is this is a week-to-week thing. We saw the Eagles play better than anybody expected, and we hope they play well today. But if they don't win this game, if they lose by a field goal, I don't think it would be a disaster, and the fans of this city who are very, very up and down are going to say, oh, see, that was a mirage. It depends on how they play and how they look. And if they look good, and even if they lose a close game, if they get blown out, then people will be saying, well, you know, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll micromanage that and figure out whether it was coaching, whether it was playing, whether it was just a better team that got on the roll. Remember, the Niners did not go back home. When they, when they beat Detroit last week, they stayed on the West Coast, which they did last year, instead of going all the way back – to the West Coast time zone, they stayed in West Virginia, so they would be in the same time zone, so they wouldn't have to do that, you know, travel. The game doesn't feel like it's, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning to them. It'll feel like it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. They become acclimated to the East Coast time, so there won't be any of that jet lag. You know, they just flew West to East twice in one thing. They don't do that. Teams that are on the West Coast teams, if they have back-to-back road games on the East Coast, they simply, simply stay in that time zone so they were acclimated and played when they play the next week in the one o'clock slot that their fans, the fans are getting up at 10 o'clock in the morning to watch right. them play, but the players are getting up at normal time. That's right. yeah, great, great points. And I don't know if uh, I'm trying to get the nod here from producer. Does that, does that sound any better? About the same? Yes, it's definitely a little bit better. Yes. We hear better? you now. Okay. All right. That's good. At least okay. Hopefully this will keep working out again, Tony, you know, when you go live at different places, it's just the way it works, unfortunately. So it, it's okay. But listen, and you're exactly right. As far as when it comes to Jimmy G, I mean, he is, and I know there were there were spots for him where he looked good. You're, you're you're only looking about two seasons ago when when Jimmy G looked like he was going to be the real deal for San Fran. Now, obviously, could San Fran have seen something different that we didn't get to see? It, it's more than the obvious because we don't we don't get to watch every single game when it comes to as far as when it comes to the Niners or any other team for that matter. So we're, we're if we see the product from last week, yeah, obviously the 49ers are gonna have a. a, a a different outcome the same way what we saw with Joey Bosa coming back from his injury looking last week looking pretty damn good again as far as when it comes to defense Joey Bosa looking great so it it's just 
to me, it's still going to be that, that tale of two tales. It's either going to be, as you stated earlier, that Jalen Hurts would have to come out strong along with the rest of the offense, or we're going to see a flat-looking RPO starting out the first half and hopefully the adjustment on the second half. But again, it's 1-0, both teams. It's only week two. You're absolutely right. Hopefully, as, as I stated last week before the game started, if the Eagles end up losing last week, obviously the city would have had a major fit people would have been saying run these guys out of town I mean it would have been just the same old same old I also say that if the Eagles end up winning obviously people are going to be talking about oh well the Eagles going to the Super Bowl because again it's just the way Philly is you're you're you start on a high you finish on a low or vice versa now it's only week two worst case scenario if you go one one you readjust and then you get ready for the Monday nighter against the Dallas Cowboys which that one we get into a long-winded conversation when it comes to the Cowboys because the Cowboys actually look pretty damn decent when it came to against the Buccaneers it came up short and that's fine because it you know, leaves us in first place here in the division but the Cowboys looked better than what they finished up last season but again the NFC East Tony we've seen it could be either really good or really bad last year it ended up being really bad this year could be a, a, a two different type of divisions Ron Rivera with the Redskins I mean they, you know they they end up putting out squeakers well so there's this division is for anyone to win this year. We'll see it, I guess, within the first maybe six or seven games. I, I figured the Eagles end up winning maybe nine to ten games, max for a division. But when it comes to next week, if, if we fast forward just a little bit, uh, it, when it comes to the Cowboys, we all know once this game is over, we're going to Cowboys week. We're going to be playing out there in Arlington against Dallas. Dak Prescott, of course, proving that he came back 100% from his injury, looking a whole lot better. So going into, if we fast forward, I'm not going to take a winner loss here for San Fran because we'll get back into the San Fran game, but just kind of fast forward a little bit. Come next week as we go into Dallas week and things start looking even more up if the Eagles, let's say, go 2-0. Here's Dak the problem, Chris, though, Angel. The, the Cowboys still have to win a game today. They're underdogs right. against the Chargers later today. So the Cowboys could be going into next week 0-2 in a desperate must-win game three. You know, because you go 0-2, look at the Giants. I mean, the Giants could have could have won their first game. We knew Denver would win. Denver was playing much better. But how about the Giants losing that game the other night on an offside call on a missed field goal attempt, which would have made them 1-1. One one. So the Giants are 0-2. Dallas could be 0-2 by the end of the night. The worst-case scenario for the Eagles, and again, this is two weeks into the season, is 1-1. One one. The best-case scenario is 2-0. But if so, if the Eagles find a way to win to beat the 49ers, they'll be going into Dallas 2-0 against an 0-2 Dallas Cowboy team. Right. And so neither team has played a divisional game yet, so that'll be the first divisional game for both teams. So that's huge, too. But to me, Dallas is going to know what happened to the Eagles by the time they kick off later on this afternoon. They're one of those 4 o'clock starts. A bunch of games like Tampa, down there in Tampa Bay, that they're, you know, they're taking on Atlanta. We got Arizona, Minnesota, and the Cowboys are taking on the Chargers out in Los Angeles as underdogs by three and a half. Could the Cowboys win that game? Absolutely. But we saw last week there were so many underdogs, not just covering spreads, but winning games outright, and some underdogs winning the game by big margins, like the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles put up 32 points. So that's what's crazy about the early going. When you see a team play well week one, you just think they're going to do the same thing. And now you're looking at teams who could be 0 and 2 that were supposed to be good, like the Minnesota Vikings. You look at yeah. some of these teams that have been perennial power, the Green Bay Packers, you know, they're playing later on. They could be 0-2 if they don't get it together at home. I mean, imagine the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field losing a game and going 0-2. We saw them, they looked horrible last week, but 
you would expect them to play a lot better at home. And if they don't, then that whole Aaron Rodgers haircut jinx thing may, may turn out to be. You know, the talk about Aaron Rodgers went from MVP to done in record time. That may be cranking up before long around the NFL. It's it's absolutely true. And and again, Philly Ant, I, I don't want to leave you out of the conversation. Fuji's coming in and out. I'm sorry, you guys are. He's down the link. One thing is, obviously, when you're down the link, you have over 69,000 fans. It's kind of hard to keep on the network down there. So hopefully, he'll come back in here. But Philly Ant, your your thoughts as well with with Dallas here. Obviously, looking good against the Bucks. A, again, just fast forwarding, just temporarily over to next week when it comes to the Monday Nighter. If you had a prediction in between the Taylor, both quarterbacks, and or both teams here. How do you feel as far as the Eagles marching into Dallas and then do they walk away with a victory? First of all, I, they got to win because I'm going to be in attendance at that game. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like they're, they're passing attack. You know, pretty good, but, I don't, you know, it's still early, but Ezekiel Elliott, but I, I feel like we'll be fine. You know, we'll stop the run. Fourth Jackson's got the beauty through the air. I feel like my might be like, it's not a super high scoring game, but it'll be up there in points, but I feel like we can pull it out because I feel like our defense is very prepared to play. They're just that stressed out all game. Cut down the run, make them point the mention. And then also, they lost the one that started the attack. They also like two weeks or something. I think that suspended or something, and then they lost to Marcus Lawrence, the best pass record. We definitely have a lot of stuff to be going in our favor. I thought he was going to give balance of running and play action and Jalen Hurts moving around and stuff. You know, and I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pretty confident we can go in there and get the game. Like I said, I'm going to be there, so we have to I can fly up with no reason. It's okay. I'm trying to switch screens here. That way everybody can kind of see uh, what's going on here at the bar. Is it's, it's quickly filling up here. And then there's the outside patio deck and, of course, the restaurant side. So, everybody, please come down again to Tampa Joe's because we are live here today at Tampa Joe's, 9316 Energy Road in Tampa, Florida, where soon will be the home of Tony Bruno. Not exactly Tampa, but Florida will be the home of one Tony Bruno. And it would be great to have him in studio once him and the lovely Miss Robin come back. I've already had him in the studio once. That was absolutely great. And so hopefully we'll have it again. Uh, but again, the AMC Theater here at Tampa Joe's, if you guys are looking for a reference point, right off of Veterans Highway at 589, about 15 minutes away from the airport, if that, about 10 minutes. So everybody, please come down, check out Tampa Joe's, serious food, fun place, and don't forget to take care of your bartenders and your waitresses as they do a phenomenal job here with the Eagles fans from the north that have moved down here. And if, by the way, if you're looking for a bar to come down to, if you live in the Philly market and you're looking to come down to Clearwater or any of our fine beaches down here, Tampa Joe's is a place to come to for great food, great fun, especially on Eagles Sunday. So be here next week. Of course, it'll be a, probably a packed house here uh, Monday night for the Dallas game. I will be at the home studio because it's uh, work night for me the very next day. And then I travel back home again for week four against Kansas City. So I'll be back at Goose's Ponds Media Studio. And of course, my good friend, John Goose, Kevin Towns, Flo, who's doing a DJ set this weekend out in Philadelphia. It was great to be back home with those guys. So uh, I'll be back in two weeks, back in Philly, with my lovely producer who didn't make the trip the first time around, but she'll be back the second time. But going back here real quick there, Tony, when you mentioned about Green Bay, who saw that slaughter coming? A 38-3 loss. And Jameis Winston, listen, I, I know he threw 30-for-30 30 30 in Tampa Bay. I know Tampa Bay decided that that's not the route that they wanted to go with him. And I get it. I understand it. Things had to change. Did I see a blowout coming from Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints? I don't think so. The only thing that I found surprising was 
that I understand he ended up taking over Drew Brees. But, and I won't even mention the network, but the one network who stated that is something that New Orleans has been waiting for the last five years, basically this, this great guy that comes out of nowhere. And to me, it seemed kind of a little lack of or disrespect when it comes to Drew Brees because Drew Brees gave him his all within the last five years, and he knew his time was up. Tom Brady's been fortunate to still be playing in the NFL, but James Winston, Tony, I, I didn't see that coming as far as when it came to New Orleans and Green Bay. No, no one saw that coming. I mean, do we expect, does he have the capability of playing well? Absolutely. We, we, that's what, that was the frustrating part of him being with the Bucks. He was their guy, and he would have a great, you know, you mentioned 30 touchdowns and then 30 interceptions. This guy is an unbelievable athlete, and he's not old, so he's not done. And then New Orleans had to make the decision, do we go with Taysom Hill, who's pretty much a running guy who can throw the ball every once in a while. And then they settled on, you know, uh, uh, they settled on Jameis, and Jameis went out there last week and looked like an MVP candidate. I mean, what he, the, the, the dimes he was dropping all over the field, that was an impressive beatdown. That wasn't just a win. That was a beatdown. Does that mean we expect Jameis Winston to do that every week? But you remember, that's the Green Bay Packers he beat. You know, that's not Jacksonville. It's a young team with a new quarterback always hitting the reset button, trying to figure out how good they are and how bad they are. So Jacksonville, you know, they, they come up short. You know, because you put a lot of pressure on a Trevor Lawrence to go out there and you expect him to win right away, just like in Cleveland. You know, their quarterback looks really good now, but he took a beating for a couple of years. So everybody jumping on, you get a quarterback, especially with the first pick, and you expect him to go out there and win every single week. That's not going to happen in Jacksonville as they're underdogs again. But in the case of Jameis, I mean, you want to talk about how the world changes in one week in the NFL? You know, they were probably, they were underdogs to the Green Bay Packers. Today, the Saints, again, are favorites at Carolina. They're going into Carolina and their favorite to beat the Carolina Panthers. So that just shows you, it's all about gambling numbers and who the fan, they think Jameis Winston's going to go into Carolina and then play great again. And maybe he does, and maybe they win, and maybe they cover the point spread and as the favorites. But the amazing thing to me, and I got the stats, the home dogs this today, the one o'clock games, there are nine one o'clock games. Six of the nine one o'clock starts on the East here are home team underdogs. The Eagles, the Colts, the Miami Dolphins, the Carolina Panthers, the Jets, Jacksonville. Uh, those, those are the teams that are underdogs at home today. And then there's only three home favorites. Cleveland, a big favorite over Houston at home. Pittsburgh, a big favorite, five and a half over the Raiders, who looked incredible in the comeback win the other night. And then the Chicago Bears are underdogs, are, home, are favorites at home over Cincinnati, who looked good yesterday coming and last week coming from behind and winning it in overtime. So only three home team favorites in the one o'clock games, but nine of the home teams are underdogs predicted to lose according to the Las Vegas bookmakers. Now, the, the good part you just brought up here, and this is why I love having you on, because we can go and completely around the NFL here. Obviously, we love our Eagles, but we can go around the NFL. Good point as far as coming up with the Chicago Bears. Now, I because I, I, I haven't been able to speak to you as far as when it comes to Justin Fields. Obviously, Matt Nagy decided to go with the red-headed stepchild and Andy Dalton to start off the season. <laughs> and, and we know that it should be basically Justin Fields. If you're going to restart, don't do what – we just saw where the Bears had a problem with Mitch Trubisky. Mitch goes to Buffalo, and obviously he's looking pretty good out there in Buffalo. He won't be the starting quarterback, but obviously he will if, if uh, their starter, Josh Allen, is going down. But you have, to me, it should have been that if you're going to restart this Bears team, 
why not start with Justin Fields? You got basically nothing to lose at this point. But he decided to go with Andy Dalton, which I thought, honestly, God, that Andy Dalton was going to take in a starting position down there in Dallas the way it seemed like Mike McCarthy had so much love for him. I don't know why, because he obviously since he didn't, no one else wanted it. But now he's in Chicago, still not looking that great for obvious reasons. How long, Tony, does Chicago take before he decided to give Justin Fields the nod? Well, Andy Dalton's still their starting quarterback. And, and what's interesting, though, they're playing a Cincinnati team that has Joe Burrow, and he looks great after last year getting injured. And so the Bears were two-and-a-half-point favorites, and then a lot of Cincinnati money's coming in, coming in. And I think that's because the betters are figuring, hey, you know what, Chicago shouldn't be favored by two-and-a-half over a Bengal team. So Andy Dalton actually you know, played pretty well considering last week because he looked terrible in the beginning, and people were screaming for Justin Fields, as it happens in any city. Anytime you draft a quarterback in the first round, everybody wants that guy to play, especially in Chicago. We've seen Andy Dalton for over a decade. He's a tough guy. He's not a bad quarterback. But when they, you know, they didn't know they were going to get Justin Fields. They had to get a quarterback once they decided to jettison Mitch Trubisky. You know, the Eagles, luckily, the year before, when people were angry that they took, you know, they, they, they took a quarterback in the in the second round. Why? Now you're seeing why, because they felt he was a first round talent. They grabbed him and then they used him, you know, as a backup for a year. And now he's the starting quarterback. So I think the Eagles much maligned and justifiably so in many moves. But in the case of their quarterback taking him in the second round instead of, you know, waiting till next year to find a guy in the first round, they, they did the right thing. And then Carson Wentz went somewhere else and found a home. But I agree. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen in Chicago, but Andy Dalton's the starter and they're still favored over the Cincinnati Bengals. So in Chicago, in their home opener. So we'll see what happens. It, it, if Andy Dalton doesn't play well, if they lose at home to Cincinnati, by the way, not a horrible team. Does that mean Justin Fields starts next week? I think that's the big problem if you're the Chicago Bears. You are now closer to having to make a big decision based on your second game of the season and your first game at home. And if you lose and go 0-2, then the heat's going to be on Matt Nagy to make a decision by next week. You're absolutely right. And I want to bring in here Sean Hens. Sean Hens from the Northwest Bird Gang Group. Uh, Sean, how are you? You're uh, how are you guys doing? Good, hey, Sean. Sean. What's up? How's everybody doing? Beautiful, man. Beautiful. <laughs> so, <laughs> when there's certain things I, boy, do I miss. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, hold on. Let me revert back here a minute because it was, Tony, I went and correct me if I'm wrong, at about three, almost three weeks ago on one of your shows, and, and we're you're talking about as far as, I don't think it might have been about the vaccination, but things that were going on. The rant that you went on, with you and Miss Robin, I, I almost want to say it was like three Fridays ago. That reminded me of you back on the radio, how it was back in the day before everything completely changed the way it was. You went on a good, I would say it seemed like 15 minutes. It might have been like five or six minutes. But the rant that you went on was absolutely, to use your own words, beautiful because it just reminded me of Tony of the old before radio changed its dynamic the way it is today. Well, thanks. I got, when I do my shows on Friday, I do shows on Friday nights on No Filter Network, where I work now, which means I'm not I'm uncancelable. So I'm not on the radio anymore. So I do whatever I want. You know, I don't I don't uh, I don't go I don't call for people to be exterminated or killed or anything else. I just give my opinions as I always have. And so I'm not always outraged. You know, the one thing about doing this for a living, you know, you can't always be outraged. You got to look for good stuff. 
unfortunately, during this pandemic, there's so much bad stuff. You got to get that out of your system early and then move on and talk about fun. That's why I'm glad sports is back. The arenas and stadiums are full. The fans are out there enjoying life. You have to enjoy life every day. If you just sit at home worrying about, I'm going to die, I'm going to get COVID, I'm going to be in a, you know, in the hospital, you do the right thing. You know, I'm double vaccinated. I don't tell anybody not to get vaccinated. Right. But I'm not going to have the government telling me to stay home, put a mask on, sit in my RV. You know, people go out and it, and it hurts people so much when they see everybody at football stadiums, everybody at the Penn State game with the whiteout. You know, there are people who hate that. And those people who hate that are people who don't enjoy life. Enjoy life. Go out. It's it's outside. The weather's still nice. It's fall. It's beautiful. Go outside and enjoy your life. Don't sit at home and wait for the government to tell you what to do next. The government doesn't control us. They take our money, and they're supposed to protect us. That's what I said. So screw the government. I'm not going to go out there and be an anarchist and take down the Capitol. Right. I just want people to say... I'm not going to have, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to be responsible and don't tell me what to do. Simple as that. Listen, and, I, and I, I'm not going to argue with that. That's why the beautiful thing about the state of Florida down here is that obviously Ron Stan is doing an excellent and a phenomenal job down here, making sure that we stay independent and free down here in Florida. So if any place is great to come down to where you can actually live life, enjoy it, and not have to be judged or anything else, it's right down here in Florida, especially going down to the beaches. Clearwater Beach is absolutely phenomenal. You and Miss Robin, you'll see it when you guys come back down here how, how just it, it's just it's great. So again, I want to make sure that you mention your show as well before we go on to the next subject because I want everyone to know for those who, who haven't seen it in a while on radio and they want to know what happened to Tony Bruno, I want them to know exactly where you are, how they can find you, and what times. Well, we usually do a show. We didn't do one last. We didn't do one Saturday, this Friday night because I wasn't feeling well. I'm, I've been having tests since I got the second COVID shot. I've been having all kinds of health issues, not not near death experiences, but right. swelling. You know how Cardi B talked about swelling in the groin area? <laughs> well, that happened. She wasn't lying. She was talking about her friend's cousin in a wedding in Trinidad, and now that's become a big political football. But the bottom line is, I got the second shot. I was okay the first day. The next day, I got big swelling. I had a gigantic softball sized lump under my lymph node under my left arm where i got the injection and then i had swelling down in my groin area where lymph nodes are so all these people are telling you that there's no side effects i'm not dying i just had concern i had blood i had all these other things i had swelling so what do you do you know you go to the doctor you get tested and that's what i've done and some days i feel pretty low i mean because i'm taking a lot of medication and you know some days i feel down and out and i fell asleep on friday afternoon and then robin decided you know what we shouldn't do a show i mean i couldn't even get out of bed that's how out of it i was so you know i have good days and bad days but i'm not near death or anything but i just i just i really really bothers me as a as a double vaccinated person to hear the vaccinated people telling everybody you know you're killing people i'm not killing anybody you know i'm double vaccinated but guess what i can still spread the virus based on the science the science says double vaccinated doesn't mean you're fully vaccinated so I'm not getting I'm not going to get a booster shot because the booster shot is not going to do anything. I don't want any more injections. I want to try to live life, be healthy and do the right thing. That's all I'm saying. You can do whatever you want out there. If you want the government to stick needles in your arm for the rest of your life, go right ahead. I'm not that guy. But the show is called No Filter Network. Tony Bruno into the night. All you have to do is you have to go into at no filter net at no filter dot net. Right, Robin? No filter dot net. Now, it's not an app you can pull off, but you have to go in, 
We do the shows on Friday, and it's by invitation. So you don't have to pay. You just go into No Filter. You set up a, uh, your own account. You don't have to give a credit card. You don't have to give a lot of personal information. This, this has you as a subscriber without paying anything. And then when we do shows, and we'll be doing more than one show a week, then you'll get a notification that we're going to go live, and you get an invitation, and then you click it, and then you can sit in this at home, and then you can be a part of the show, live chat room. And then also, when you do a live chat room, you can knock on our door, and we can bring you into the show so you can ask questions, have fun with us. So it's a fully interactive show where you don't I don't just sit here and talk. Everybody comes in. We have regulars, our, our great regular cast all over the country. People listen. They're going back and forth in the chat room, just like there's a chat room here, a private one. In that show, you can see what everybody's saying in real time, and then you can be a part of the show, too. So no filter net. It's where, uh, you know, it's where canceled people go. You know, like uh, Jeremy Roenick is in there. Uh, Steve, Steve, Bur uh, you know, uh, Eric Burns, former baseball player, is a part of it. Uh, so many NFL players, so many baseball players, athletes, regular people, all part of No Filter. That's why, because we're unfiltered. We say what we want, and we don't worry about being fired or somebody canceling us. It's where it's like the home. It's like the island of misfit toys. You know, in the in the, in the cartoon series, the, the island of misfit toys. That's was in No Filter, the misfit toys. It's true, but listen, the show itself, I mean, it's great. I, I like that it's called No Filter Network because then you guys can finally say what you want to say as obviously a lot of people are getting away from regular terrestrial radio and switching over because even satellite radio, I'm, I'm kind of surprised because when it first came on, the whole idea about satellite radio was supposed to be that you can say whatever you want to. Then the FCC jumped in there and said, well, not so much the way you guys used to before. I think the only one that still gets away with it somewhat is Howard Stern. But, uh, and, and I haven't heard his show in, in years, yet alone he made a comment that it kind of got me frustrated as far as a fan. But before uh, we get into it, as far as more of your show, because once you come down here, we'll, uh, me, you, Miss Fry, we'll all be in the same room here having a, a, a fantastic time and a fantastic show, as e even if I'm sitting in the green room couch for the most part. But there's a fan here that I want him, there's a question he wants to ask, and I want to make sure he says it to you. So I'm going to switch over the headphones over to him so you can ask a question. <laughs> That guy's got my haircut. Tony Bruno, I'm a longtime fan, stats here, and I just got to ask you, are you ever going to walk to Syracuse, New York? I, I didn't have to do that because that, that issue's been settled like decades ago. <laughs> no, wait that was settled on ESPN Radio decades ago. I missed the I, settlement. I, I, made a comment, I made a comment on the air about if the Syracuse if Syracuse went to the national championship, I would walk from Bristol, Connecticut to Syracuse, New York. They did win the national championship. I was all ready to do it with an ESPN. That was back when they didn't allow people to go out. That's before college game day because they were afraid to take college game day on the road live because that you couldn't control the environment. So, think, so they, they refused. They, they didn't want me to do it. So we came up with a plan instead. I was going to donate $1,000 to Jim Beheim's cancer, cancer cause, and they were going to match it. So here I am, just an employee putting up money. I was ready to do the walk. We would have raised millions of dollars for charity if we had nice. promoted it and allowed me to do it. I was I was young enough to do it. I mean, I could probably still do it now if I trained for it, but it's just a walk. And so ESPN <laughs> forbade me from doing it. It became a big story. Syracuse fans to this day still are calling me a welcher. I don't, I'm not good for my back. Total nonsense. I, I was ready to do it. It was documented in the New York Post. It became oh. a big story. And then finally, the, the New York Post, the guy who was on my back every week, uh, got the information that I was willing to do it. ESPN didn't want me to do it. And the, re the way they settled it and wanted to clear the air was by donating money to charity. 
So that's the real, that's the true story of the Syracuse walk thing. And I can't believe all these years later, you're still coming at me with that nonsense. Get out of here. Get out of my face with that crazy stuff. I never heard the settlement like this. I just, I actually remember it. And then when I heard you're on today, I looked it up on Wikipedia. It still says you never did the walk. That's all it says. Well, see, that's why Wikipedia is fake news. Anybody, I haven't looked at my Wikipedia site in years because every time i look in there somebody can just go in there and put something in there without my consent and they'll run with it but if i go in there and try to change it they'll want me to verify it it's my freaking wikipedia account i know what happened in my life i'm not putting fake stuff i'm not putting fake news in my wikipedia account but anybody else can that's why wikipedia is garbage i don't even want to go in there and give them the time of day but i didn't do the walk but the walk situation from ESPN's perspective and Syracuse's perspective was settled. I didn't like the way it happened. I wanted to do the walk. That's right. that's the real that's the real story. I'm glad to hear that, Tony. Thank you. You look great too. Well, thank you, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> so long. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know about looking great. I got the you know I got the gray beard and oh, he went, by the way, Billy Ann has gone outside now. He has left the darkness. The sun is finally up in Seattle, up in the Pacific Northwest. Now, are you in Seattle, Philly? Yet? I'm, I'm in Tacoma, like like 40 minutes from Seattle. Oh, Tacoma, Washington. Hello. Yeah. Miss Robin's daughter and son, and well, soon to be son-in-law, live up in Washington near Tacoma. Yeah, there's another guy on another uh, 94. The, the, uh, the NYP, this other person, and that uh, like brother-in-law lives up here too. The Ike Reese show and stuff. With John Marks? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I think it's him. He has family too. So, like actually, like ten minutes away from where I'm at. Yeah, Miss Robin's daughter uh, they, and her son—they live in Richland, Virginia. Uh, Virginia, Richland, Washington. <laughs> Which is closer to Tacoma than it is to Seattle, right, Robin? It's in the middle of the state. It's in the middle of nowhere up there. Beautiful. Listen, I love Washington State. I mean, the whole West Coast, Washington State, Oregon, California, some of the most beautiful scenery in the world. I love it out there, man. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Now, Sean, are you around the same neighborhood or are you a little bit further out? Yeah, I'm just, I'm actually just north of, of Anthony. I'm I'm like about I'm about 20 minutes north of him. I'm up in uh, Des Moines, so I'm closer to Seattle. Okay. okay. So now let me ask you because you guys are, are both on here. Then see now, Philly Ann's starting to make me cold here because it looks like it, it must be cold out there in Washington because <laughs> boy, boy, it's 92 degrees down here in, in a beautiful state of Florida. But Sean, it, it, as far as you guys when it comes to the club out there, how many guys or girls do you have within the club, and then who end up being the founder of the club? Uh, Anthony, you want to take this one? Yeah, so uh, I started the group like uh, in 2013. We had like one fan, and then now it's like we have like 530 fans now. But my dad, my dad is from Philly. He was a police officer out there in New Jersey. Then he joined the military and got stationed out here. So I, I grew up watching Eagle. So then I was like, man, like it sucks being in Washington, not watching the other Eagle fans. So we started a group and try to rally up all the people that are out here. And they actually do have a bar out here in Seattle. It's called Bucky, Bucky's in Belltown. And like Snoop and them usually go there when the, uh, when the Eagles come up to Seattle. 
And I, I love the support. Again, thank you guys for sharing the show because obviously without everyone doing their part, obviously the shows don't take off. And again, thanks to Tony for coming on with us today. It was kind of last minute, but thankfully he filled in the co-share, which is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and now I will see you, Tony, when I, I get back home here in four weeks. If you guys haven't gone yet from Philly, but I'll be back there. Matter of fact, name four weeks, two weeks from now. We're going to be back uh, back home again. But it was a lot of fun running to Brian Dawkins and to Liz Goodell. Um, that was a good time over there. And Ryan Reese from the Philly Sports Alliance. I got to meet them and a bunch of other people that I had a lot of fun as far as going back home. Now, coming back to years here. And by the way, there is an Atlanta Falcons fan in the house. I don't know if we want to bring them on as far as talk about what they didn't do last week or what they expect for this week. Uh, bring them on. All right. Hang on. Let's see if I get his attention. Give me a second. The Atlanta Falcons, by the way, 12 and a half point underdogs against your Tampa Bay Buccaneers later on in the four, one of the four o'clock games today. What's going on? Why does he have an Eagles jersey on? Was it? No, no. It's this is no, this is my other brother up here, but no, he's, the the Falcons guy is sitting on a chair here. What's going on? Everything is coming. Thank you for asking. Not a problem. Give me a second. I'm trying to get the, uh, the attention here of the Atlanta fans. See if you can tap the guy with the red hat. You know, the amazing thing about the Eagle fans all over the country, you know, in Arizona, there's an Arizona uh, Eagles nest out there. I mean, you go to every NFL city, there's a lot of Eagle fans, and there's a lot of Eagle bars all over the place. In L.A., when I lived there, there was an Eagle bar right down the street from me. So it doesn't matter where you live. Philadelphia Eagle fans are everywhere, man. And it's not when they're just good. I mean, Eagle fans are loyal no matter what. You know, there's some other teams that, that have, you know, fan bases. Like in Philly, where I live, you know, there's a there's a Kansas City Chiefs bar. And that guy's been a Kansas City Chiefs fan forever. But he doesn't take his sign down the home of the Kansas City Chiefs in Philly. He'll always be a Chiefs fan, whether they're good or bad. So that's what I love about football. You got people who move to different places, but they always are loyal to their home teams or they have some sort of a family tie to the home team. And they can root for their teams and go into bars without having problems and, you know, people getting along because it's just a game. And we have a lot of fun, man. That's what it's all about. Exactly. Now, you can ask, you know who Tony Bruno is? You know who Tony Bruno is? I do not. Okay, so Tony they don't know me down in Atlanta. <laughs> should, though. I just moved here from from Georgia. Did you? Yeah, this is my first time in this bar. All right, well, let's welcome first of all. Right. Thanks for coming, Tony Bruno, who's uh, used to be on on the radio, now has uh, his own show on the No Filter Network. Uh, big time as far as going back into history. And the reason I've heard about him, he started here in the Florida area, went to Philly, out to California, has been on ESPN, been all over the market. So we've been talking about as far as the Atlanta game from last week. Obviously leading up into this week, you guys are playing the Bucks here. So I'm gonna switch over the headphones to you so I can, I'll ask the question to hear the response and hear what Tony has to say. Can you hear me now? Let me do a little switch here. As as Can you hear me? So, <laughs> all right. So now, last week, right, we saw what ended up happening. That should have been the Falcons' win, according to what, that, as far as the Falcons should have won last, <laughs> which should have been uh, the the win itself. But the only problem was that the Falcons came up just a tad bit short. Oh yeah. What do you think is going to happen this week against the Bucks? 
Uh, I've, I've got good hope, I tell you that. Uh, being, a, being a fan, you know, you, you wish for the best, obviously. But uh, I think Matt Ryan and them will get it together. Come a little bit closer. Oh, sorry. Um, obviously, I think this week, uh, you know, we'll fix our mistakes. We'll get in the end zone. We won't be uh, looking for field goals. Uh, you know, the first first couple of drives, I know you Philly fans were scared. I know the way they came out the box last week, y'all were worried about it. But then when we couldn't get it in the end zone, we were, you know, looking at field goals. Y'all probably knew same old Falcons. You know, the defense is shady. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. So, but this this week, you know, we're uh, we're here, you know. I just moved here. Uh, not, I don't live in Tampa. I live in Fort Myers area, but I'm here to support the team, and you know, hopefully, it won't be a real long ride home tonight. So, hopefully not. You know, you mentioned you mentioned you live in the Fort Myers area. You know, Miss <laughs> Robin and I are building our house down there in Cape Coral, which is right near Fort Myers, yes, right across the uh, right across the uh, the Mat Lachey, as they call it, and that's where we're going to be. Hopefully next year. We bought a, we bought a lot there on the water, but we're waiting for the the seawall permit before we can start building our house. So we got the builder, we got the architect, we got the plans all drawn up. We have to wait for permits from the government to, to give us the okay to start building. Because I, I want to get there as soon as possible, man. But I love that area down there, Fort Myers, the west coast of Florida. I love all of Florida, Tampa Bay, Clearwater, everything. But that area down there is exploding, man, down in Fort Myers and in the uh, Cape Coral area in particular. Well, we, we ended up down there, um, if this even irrelevant. To the conversation but we, we ended up down there on vacation and then uh, we found us a good spot and uh, my wife does marine construction down there so we could probably help you out with your boat docks if you need it oh so your wife so yeah because williamson and son is the big boat they, they do the sea walls there's only like a couple of places that do sea walls which you have to have in your house in front of your house if you're on water you know That's to right. protect the uh the you know the environment but they're not. They're, there's like 14 government agencies that have to give the go-ahead, and other people on my same street already have seawalls. So we're not like trying to destroy the environment, and we're right across the street from a national wildlife refuge. So nobody's going to mess around with nature. I'm a big nature guy. That's Hopefully right. we can get it done soon so we can come and move down there, especially before it gets cold up here. I'm, I'm from the East Coast. I'm up here. I, I hate cold weather now. I want to be down there where I can go outside in January you know run around and ride my bike and enjoy life you know what i'm saying oh yeah yes sir well after uh, ha having season tickets in atlanta for 15 years this is actually my first time here in tampa to watch the birds play so i hope we pull it off well it's going to be a tough task 12 and a half point underdogs and that's obviously easy to understand oh, the yeah. way the buccaneers looked last week the way tom brady and that offense is looking but to be a you know be be 12 and a half point underdogs no matter who you are is not an encouraging sign so if they can keep it close and some find find a way to shock the Buccaneers at home, but that's going to be that's going to be harder than beating the Eagles because you were in your own building and you had a chance early, as you mentioned, you know, settling for field goals, and I think that's when the momentum shifted, and then the oh, yeah. Eagles just started playing great offensively and defensively and started running the ball. So I, I like this Falcon team. I don't know how good they're going to be, but I think they're really, really in a bad spot here, especially when you're playing on the road. Tampa Bay's home opener, Super Bowl champions. That's going to be really, really tough, man. Well, hopefully we won't hear, we won't hear the cannons go off today, I don't think. <laughs> well, I love when the cannons go off, man, because there's all those hot chicks up there. Yeah. When the I've, pirates I've, I've, I've never seen it, but, you know, I'm, oh, I'm anxious man, it's, for it. It's, it's phenomenal, man. The hot chicks on the pirate ship, nothing better. Nothing better. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. You have a good one. All right, man. Good to talk to you. Good luck. 
you got to get everybody a little bit involved here as far as when it comes down. It, and it goes to show you, if you're an Eagles fan, which uh, what we got to hear about a couple minutes left, but if you're an Eagles fan, if you can be a Dallas fan, you can be whatever fan you want to. And we'll welcome everybody here, Tony, at, here at our Eagles Nest, the home away from home here in, in southern Philadelphia, I guess if you want to say it. But it's, it's good to mention and see, folks, because the best part about being, you know, obviously here in Florida, one thing is for any team, they can come out here and watch the games. If not on this side, you can go on the other side. But as the ladies were telling me here, and if I can mention all their names here, I got Natalia, I believe it's Hayward. Hayward. She's a Cowboys fan. Uh, Dina Murphy, who's the Eagles fan, out to my left here with the Eagles hat. And then you have uh, Tanda and then David, who was just on. They're the Falcons fan. And as his wife was telling me, uh, the – she was already forewarned as far as when the Eagles fans were coming down here that she was probably getting a wrath of crap. But thankfully, it wasn't too, too bad. It could have been worse. She could have been Philly, Tony, but not too bad. Well, we got more Eagle fans out there in, in, uh, in the Washington State, baby. Oh, yeah. Who we got there, Philly, Ant? Who's there with you, man? What's up, man? What's, What's your name, man? Are you from Philly out there living out there in, uh, in Washington State? Yes. As a matter of fact, yes, I am. Beautiful man, beautiful. What do you think today? Um, I'm 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 really upset about the disrespect. What disrespect? So the Nobody Eagles being they, underdogs, you mean? Yeah, they don't want to give us no respect. I seen a, a post talking about yeah, with San Francisco winning twenty six to twenty two. Well, that's possible. I mean, if the Eagles don't play well, they could lose to San Francisco. It wouldn't be a disgrace as long as they play a good game. I think they can win the game. That's the bottom line. When you think right. the team could win, the home team usually gets three points. To me, if the Eagles play well, they could win this game. That's all I want them to do, win the game outright. I don't care about point spreads. I want them to win. You know, if they get blown out, you know, whatever reasons, we'll see. We'll talk about it afterwards. But to me, I think the Eagles are ready. I think they proved last week going on the road in their first game with a whole new coaching staff that they were well coached and ready to, ready to play. So we'll see, you know, if that can continue today. That's all you can hope for as a fan. Right, right, right. Oh, that's exactly right. But listen, uh, and what was your name again? Oh, my name is Lee. Lee, very nice to meet you. I'm Tony Bruno. I'm Angel out here in, in Tampa, Florida, of course, uh, representing the Eagles South for the most part. You guys do Eagles West. We do Eagles South down here in Tampa, Florida. Right, right, right. Well, well, you, you know the name of our group, right? Northwest Bird Gang. You got it, baby. <laughs> North, Northwest Bird Gang, baby, in the house. And we are out here, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think it's so funny it's like somebody said something to me one day I had a, my Randall jersey on and the guy goes hey man don't you think you're in the wrong area to be wearing that jersey I'm like no and he's like well this is Seahawks country and I'm like okay and your point you want to ask me you know and he's like well I, I think you need to be wearing a Seahawks jersey and I'm like okay you, you go buy me one and I'll wear it but until then shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Tony. I'm, hey, man. I'm, I'm from back east. You know, we, we, we don't, we don't, you know, no bars hold. You know, I'm going to say what's on my mind. You don't like it, don't listen. Exactly. Exactly That's right. Man. Now, Tony, I got a question for you. This is a next level question here. It was asked by Rick, and he said, where can he find one of those uh, Tom Brady T-shirts that you have on? No, this is not a Tom Brady. This is the original TB, which is Tony Bruno. Right. Because I'm much older than Tom Brady. So Tom Brady's not the original TB. I mean, right. Tony Bennett could have been the original TB. That's you know, true. Tom Brady, uh, Terry Bradshaw could be an original TB. I'm the original TB. This is my shirt. 
Sure. Somebody made it for me as the original TB. It's, it's a really selfie Tony <laughs> Bruno, so it's not the <laughs> it's not the Tom Brady. It's the Tony Why Bruno. Why doesn't he have his eagle green on today? Yeah. I, well, I hey guys, we getting ready to get in here and watch this game, so it's a pleasure. Um, all right, guys. So this is a live stream. Is this off of a uh, messenger? This live stream it goes off of BroadStreetSouth.com and also off of Facebook. Okay, yeah. I'll find it. All right. All right. We got, we got more fans in here. Oh, okay, oh, oh, oh. there go. Oh, birds. Right. Hey, go birds. Go birds. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking in out there out in the Pacific Northwest, Philly at and the Southwest, uh, well, the Northwest Bird Northwest. Gang. Yeah. Northwest Bird Gang. It used to be an airline, didn't it? Northwest, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's the other, well, that, that's for kind of. There it is. MWBG. Northwest Bird Gang. MWBG, yo. This is Philly Ant. Thanks for coming on, man. I, I do appreciate it. Hopefully, Northwest uh, Bird Gang will see a win here from on the eastern side of the world. But hopefully, the Eagles end up pulling off the victory today off of San Fran. Let's go. All right, man. Let's go, Birds. Go, Birds. Well, enjoy uh, enjoy the game, and hopefully, you guys end up having a lot of fun out there. I use will. All right. See you later, Philly Ant. So, now, coming back here to the Tony Show, uh, Rick, of course, he was the one to ask about as far as the Tom Brady is. I was telling uh, Rick here that you have, he could, Tony said it could have been Tony Bennett, it could have been Terry Bradshaw. So he's in a, in a home of a lot of TBs. So in actuality, it, it could work both ways here, though, Tony, because it could be that obviously you could have been the start of the TB era, Tony Bennett, even though he might be just a, a tad bit older than what you are. Oh, he's not more than the, the guy's 97. How old is Tony Bennett? 97. <laughs> I wasn't old. trying to put his, his super age out there, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, the original TB, unfortunately, was is a is a disease, tuberculosis. But right. then there's Tony. Tony Bennett's <laughs> the oldest of the TBs that I know. And then I'm older than, I don't know, I think Terry Bradshaw and I are about the same age. So we could argue about the original. You know, but there's the original Rays, you know, all the pizza places in New York. There's only one Ray, but there's one original Ray. That's and that's true. the guy in New York that has the pizza place. So I call myself the original TB because I am, not because the people who have other people named TB aren't originals. That's their name. And you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. So it, it, that's all right. But, uh, okay. So I was just reading a couple of the private chats here, but people didn't get the links they were supposed to have, but that's okay. But listen, so we, we got about a couple minutes left here and some change before, obviously, the Eagles end up kicking it off. So going back to the Eagles, obviously, Eagles 49ers today, Tony, what can we expect as far as the margin of victory? As far as the win, what do we expect out of Jalen Hurts? And I guess more importantly, what do we expect out of defense? You know, I just expect if they play well like they did last week, and that's what I expect. I expect them to continue to play well. There's not going to be a letdown here. This They're not looking ahead to Dallas next week. You know, this is a home opener. The fans will be absolutely lit. You know, because they're coming off an unbelievable beatdown of a decent team on the road. I mean, that's what it is. You know, the expectations always get higher when you start on the road, you go into a, a place where you're an underdog, and you win the game handily. So that that jacks up everybody's intensity level. So the fan the fans will be lit. Obviously, the Eagles will be ready to play, you hope. The coaching staff looks like they got their stuff together. And the players have to go out and play. No dumb penalties on the offensive line. You can't stop drives with holding calls. Those are the kinds of things you, you hope that they got cleaned up from last week. Because as good as the game was, there were still too many holding penalties and jumping off sides things. That's because these guys haven't played together as a starting unit. The defense looks good. Hopefully they play well again today. 
and that's all you do. But to me, I just want them to win the game. I don't care what the final score is. The Eagles aren't supposed to win. I want them to win the game, even if it's by one point, a last-second field goal. That means it's been a competitive game, and they'll win. Even, you know, obviously if you're a better and you don't care about either team and you bet the Eagles plus three and the 49ers win it by one or two, sort of like Washington and the Giants the other night, you know, I bet the Giants and the over, the over cashed, and then the Giants, even though they lost the game, kept it close enough with plus three, so you win that way. But most people who who watch the Eagles – they're not betting on the game they want them to win the game win the game however you can and that's all that matters you're absolutely right nick i got one question for you and i hate to do it here tony but one question for you if if you had and, and i know you may be a aficionado as far as cigars do you know coincidentally where could you find the best cigar in the delaware valley uh well there's a couple places but i i know i think we're on the same wavelength here you tell me Okay, well, you're absolutely right because it is from Goose's Monte Cristo Lounge and Tobacconist out there at 250 Westridge Pike in Limerick, Pennsylvania. If you guys go to cigargoose.com, you can find the finest flavors out of the vapes. Also, from your cigars, the Monte Cristos, which absolutely Goose showed me last week over there in the uh, humidor. And, and it's uh, the choices that he has is utterly ridiculous. So if you guys go to cigargoose.com, Support the show here. Go to scargoose.com. Check out all the different cigars that they have up there. But the finest money crystals that you will find in the Delaware Valley. Uh, along with uh, thanks to uh, Tampa Joe's here who hosted us for today's show. Tampa Joe's at 8316 Anson Road here in beautiful Tampa, Florida, which uh, soon be home the Florida of one Tony and Miss Robin. And along with Larry Gaiman, Larry Gaiman Live with LGDirect.net. If you guys look for Terminals, credit card solutions, please reach out to lgdirect.net to Larry Gilman, who does a fantastic job with us as well. And also, Big Sarge out there in Dallas, Texas. Check out his link on our website here, Big Sarge Sports Media, uh, on on our website, abroadstreetsouth.com. And, and listen, Tony, always a pleasure. Hang on before, uh, as we end the show here, but always a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. I know you weren't feeling too well on Friday, but I do appreciate it. And I absolutely love that you came on today and with Miss Robin to make it happen. Thank you, so No, it's always great talking to you, Angel. It was great hanging out with you down there. We were in Florida earlier this year, and hopefully we'll get down there soon. We were there a couple weeks ago, but only for two days. But then we were down in Fort Myers, so you get a chance to come up north and see you. But we'll be down there soon, hopefully. It's all right. Listen, it, it happens. I mean, it just – things happen all the time, and, and we just – we can't wait for, for you to move down here. So, But it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. For everybody else, uh, by the way, what's your, your final prediction before we go off air here? I just again, I don't know if it's. I would. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think the Eagles win it. I think they win it by two points. I don't care. All I have to do is win it by one. I'm not good at putting point numbers down. Just win the damn. Just as as the late great Al Davis said, just win, baby, just win. And if the Eagles win, then they accomplish two things: they win as underdogs and they cover the point spread. So it's a double dose of happiness. You bet the Eagles to win the game, as which I did on a money line bet on on DraftKings, and so I got the Eagles in a money line, and I, I got them to win the game. So that you're going to make more money betting on an underdog to win the game than you are if you're just sitting there hoping they win by one. So I just want them to win by one because I'll win either way. That's true. Well, listen, I wanted before we we end up the show here. I want you to. One quick huge fan of yours, Mike Klein here, the president of Philly South Eagles Club. So I'm going to switch over the headphones over to him. He's got a, a quick hello he wants to say here. Okay, no problem. Mr. Bruno. Yes, sir. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. Hey, 
I, I just want to say big fan. Oh. Is this better? I, that, they're just pointing me where they want me to go. Um, okay. Used to listen to you when you had your, your radio program. Is that, is, are, you, are, are you still streaming that someplace? Because it was years ago, but I, I listened when you, uh, I think, were on the national or syndicated. Yeah, I'm on, uh, Angel has the information. It's nofilter.net, nofilter.net, and then we do a show on Friday nights, but we're going to start adding more shows during the week. You go into nofilter.net, you subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. They don't ask for credit cards. Okay. And then whenever we do a show, you'll get a notification that we're going to be on the air. And then you can watch the show, listen to the show, and then also participate in our chat room. Even if you want to pop on the show, you knock. We have a little knock feature. Okay. You knock on the on the on the door, and then we see that you want to come in, and then we bring you in if you're on a video call, and then you could be a part of the show and be involved with all the other fans who watch it from all over the country. So national, international, doesn't matter where you are. That's the great thing about being internet based is that you don't have to live in a certain city to hear it. Just like this show, you can get this show anywhere in the world. Same thing with my show, nofilter.net. And just look for Tony Bruno show in there, and you'll find. Okay. It. No, I, I appreciate that because uh, I've always found you very entertaining, and um, I love the fact that uh, obviously you're from Philly. And like I said, back when uh, before the internet grew into what it is now, I used to actually listen to you. I, I think they were doing uh, something through the Sports Channel down here, uh, 620 with Steve Dumac. Back yeah, in the day. yeah, no, so and, this, the late great Steve Dumac, a yeah. great friend for decades. Yeah. And we were down there for his memorial service a couple summers ago. And I was on 620 WDAE for decades as well, locally and, of course, on Fox Sports Radio and ESPN before that. So the Tampa Bay area has always been great to me. The people down there are just incredible. Well, if you ever get down here, uh, we'd love to have you at the club. So uh, it's going to get real loud in here a couple of minutes. But uh, I, I appreciate your time, sir. No, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. You're hired. <laughs> All right, Tony, I'm going to sign off here with everybody else. Hang on for a minute. Uh, everyone, enjoy the game today. Let's go over the Eagles win over the 49ers. Uh, if I had to make a prediction, I'm going to go 17-14. I'm not going to go too crazy. I think 31, point, 31 points uh, splits the game here. So everyone enjoy the game. I see the comments coming in. Thanks to Tom, Marcio, everyone who tuned in today. We do appreciate it, and we will see you at the half. You guys, enjoy the game.